and welcome into another edition of 30 Rack of Sports. It is Monday, August 23rd, and guys, we've got a big football, football, football show ahead of us. Football's back, baby. I can't wait. We're selling like John Madden all show long. Boom. Trip Duncan. <laughs> Talking a lot about college football, getting you set for college football week zero starting this weekend. And then starting next week on Thursday, the action in Ohio starts. Buckeyes go to Minnesota. And then, of course, uh, what Bowling Green heads to Tennessee. So uh, lots of action to get you started. Also on the weekend, Syracuse goes to Athens. And uh, the battle for the victory bell is back. So a lot to get to. Also, so we remind you, we are doing two shows a week now. So one will be released on Tuesday. One on Friday. Our Friday is our NFL preview show. Big stuff this week. Browns, Bengals. But, guys, before we get to everything, of course, into our intros, he's the IPA of the group. Bold, bitter, and not really everybody's favorite, but some people <laughs> apparently like him. It's Zach. Zach, how are we doing today? That's such an honor and the nicest thing you've ever said to me. So, I appreciate it. So, it really lifted me up. I, wasn't, I was doing okay, but now I'm doing great. Thank goodness. And then to my left, the producer of our show, the guy that really kind of keeps us in line, I would say kind of the, the likable, safe, classic choice to make sure that we don't yell everything that's in our, our brains. I would say the nice lager. Of the, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. the nice lager, the nice lager of 30 Rack. <laughs> I'm a little heavier than a Pilsner. I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. No, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, I think. I'm ready to get to this, though. Football, this is our first <laughs> big football show in over a year. I'm ready to do it. And then Big things. And then finally, I am the talent. Once again, not everybody's favorite. Loud, a little different. You a Cosmo? And He's a seltzer. Maybe, seltzer. More, maybe more appealing to the younger generations, as you guys are the baseball old heads. I've adapted to the younger generation to be a basketball fan. I'm, uh, I'm the sour of the group because I really kind of – Turn your expression sour pretty quickly. So I hate you and I love sour. My name's Greg. <laughs> I run the ship here. But guys, we've got speaking of sours, we've got a very interesting sour that we're gonna get to in just a minute here from a, a new brewery that's actually started canning, started their canning process before they even uh, opened their brewery. So very excited to get to that. But first we're gonna get to some headlines. Though football is just around the corner, the Reds are keeping baseball in the minds of Ohioans as they make their move for October. After yesterday's win and sweep of the Marlins, coupled with the Padres' loss, the Reds are now in sole possession of the second wildcard spot. The Redlegs now head to Milwaukee, then Miami, hoping to add some much-needed cushion between them and the Padres and Cardinals before next week's meeting versus St. Louis. For the Tribe, although the Indians are likely out of the race, they did get a chance to show off their young talent, finishing off a sweep of the Angels in a 3-0 win at the Little League Classic in Williamsport. Cal Quantrill made the Angels sluggers look like Little Leaguers out there, throwing seven innings of scoreless baseball as the youth movement continues for the Tribe slash Guardians. And speaking of nationally televised neutral site games, Josh, the 2022 Field of Dreams game will feature the Reds and the Cubs next August in the second act of what was a really exciting and visually stunning game from last year. From the dirt to the grass, we are just four days away from the start of college football and nine days away from the official start in Ohio for week one of college football. Notable games include the Big Ten opener for the Buckeyes and recently named starter CJ Stroud as they head to Minnesota to take on the Gophers. The battle for the victory bell returns to Nippert and the Syracuse Orange head to Athens, Ohio to take on the Bobcats. And finally, from football or from football to football, uh, as the second round of the Hell is Real Derby, this time in Columbus, takes place Friday night. With Columbus losing their last six matches in FCC, although they've gotten a point in seven of their last ten, haven't scored a win since June. But all bets are off in this wild rivalry. Guys, those are your... OH headlines.
For our beer of the week, we go to uh, the suburbs of Columbus, Ohio, to uh, Zach, correct me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, Gahanna, Ohio? Gahanna, correct. Not Ghana. Gahanna? Or whatever you're saying, yeah. Like Louisville. Louisville, Ghana, Ghana. Ghana. (laughs) Well, we go to Gahanna and the recently opened Heart State Brewing. And for this Heart State Brewing, they name a lot of their beers off of... uh, I guess various things that can happen to the heart. So this is their ache. Their ache orange creamsicle sour, which is crisp, tart, fruity, and sweet. Orange creamsicle sour. That's seems interesting. I don't know. It was not what... I don't don't know. When you first told me, Zach, you were were the one that brought this. And when when I first looked at it, I said, oh, orange creamsicle. It's probably going to be sweeter but mm-hmm. it's actually it's a sour ale i like it though a lot actually um yeah i like it better than what i thought it was gonna like it out not a big sweet beer guy i like the sour though i'm not huge on the creamsicle taste just mm. in general but uh i will say this you get a little you get a nice little like kind of ending palate cleanser of the of the uh yeah, of the creamsicle, but it hits you. I mean, you get citrus and sour right away. I oh mean, yeah, yeah, it definitely it's the creamsicle. Oh, yeah. I feel like, and then it just yeah. boom. My eyes gonna be tr- my eyes gonna be twitching the rest are of the you show. Like, are you it's... extra sensitive to sour, Josh? I, I don't know. I, I guess I guess I am because this Cause one's I I, this is sour. Like, just nonstop. Yeah. yeah, this is sour. It's I mean it's it's good. It's, it's good. good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm just I, it really packs that punch. Yeah, I mean it's delicious. I will say I like th- watching you drink it though because I'm telling you be... my eyes going to be twitching. <laughs> <laughs> I will say as far as sour ales and you know both Zach and I big sour ale guys. Mm-hmm. As far as ones that I've had, this is as far as just the pure sour level. This is one of the it's, most uh, sour beers that I've had. The taste there. is great, yeah. but if you do not like sour beers. I would not recommend. No, I wouldn't drink. This, this is like your your most you know you have your normal ghosts like uh, you know people in Cincinnati. Urban Artifact makes a lot of good ones. Mm. You know, plenty of breweries up in Columbus. They're usually maybe at like uh, you know five or six inside. This one's like a nine or ten. Yeah. This one's all the way up. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Just, yes. Just, it is. Yes. yes. <laughs> but uh, no, it does have really good flavor, and it's from a uh, yeah brand new brewery that I'm sure we will talk more about later. A shout out to Heart State Brewing and their Ake Orange Creamsicle Sour. Guys, for our first segment in our college football show, we're of course starting in our favorite conference. We're starting with some action. Uh, we're doing a rank of our favorite, not only Maction games, because Maction just hits different on a weeknight. Maction. Has some non-con games going through September and then Tuesday, November second. It starts Tuesday night action. So we're ranking some of our top weekday or week midweek action games. Josh, any any really jump out to you? Well, the first one that we're going to see is uh, a ranked game, actually. And I don't know, some might not consider it Maction because it's not pure Maction. But Bobcats are going down south to take on Louisiana, I think week two or three, uh, September 16th. Yeah, September 16th. So, I mean, that could be, Ohio's got a a decent team this year, a new coach stepping in, longtime offensive coordinator. But... You know, to make a major bowl game, I think this could be the stamp on your envelope, I think, for them. So I think that could be right out of the gate. That's going to be the first big one on a Thursday night from action. That's a big one for me. You guys? Ooh, I got BG STDU going down to Tennessee, Knoxville, because Tennessee might as well just move to the MAC eventually based on the way they play football anymore. Um, I mean, OU's gone down there, give them a game. I think Akron went down there and gave them a game. Neyland's not friendly to them, the volunteers, for whatever reason. So uh, I don't, don't get me wrong. Bowling Green was picked finished last, so not overhyping. I just imagine a very sloppy, ugly football game that leaves the uh, hypo era not starting off in a particularly great fashion. Yeah, I think they're like 35-point favorites. So, But the one thing that you can say about the MAC is it is a wild conference, full of parity. Uh, Ten of the 12 teams in the conference have been to a championship 
game in the last six years with six different champions. So you'd think, you know, the November 23rd rematch between Buffalo and Ball State, the championship from last year, would be a big game. And I, I would say that's, oh, a, yeah. that's a big game. But I would say one of the ones that jumped out to me right away, November 2nd, Miami OU. Battle the Bricks, yeah. baby. Battle the yeah, that's bricks. what I had, yeah. First game to start off matching, and then the last one that I had, Kent State actually not getting a whole lot of weeknight matches. No, I noticed that. Uh, back-to-back winning seasons for the first time since the 70s. They're picked to win the East. Uh, Dustin Crum, who's a solid player, they thought might even leave and declare for the draft like that. You know, a solid prospect to at least be in the conversation to get picked. Going up against a, a Central Michigan team that's kind of been up and down. Played spoiler last year. Uh, so a, certainly a team that could cause some issues. And, get, I mean, getting to see Dustin Crum, you know, kind of alone in that midweek matching is always big for me. Yeah, I will say last game of the season, I think it's on a Saturday night, so I didn't consider it, but that Kent State-Miami game could be huge, oh, yeah. huge factor for who is the champion of the East. But uh, another one I was looking at uh, – was uh, Kent State at Central Michigan. You know, like you said, they've kind of been up and down, but they're mm-hmm. one of those teams that's returning a lot of guys and two years into that coaching era now, maybe they can figure it out and mature a little. So they're kind of my dark horse there in the West, and that could be a potential MAC championship matchup. But uh, let's not forget Toledo. Toledo mm-hmm. didn't have, like, a whole lot of games that, like, jumped out at me, like, in the spotlight, especially midweek. They were kind of left off that, like Kent State was. But... Yeah, when they're playing, they're playing kind of the bottom dollars, like the, yeah, the Bowling Greens right. and the Northern But Illinois. of all the different champions the MAC has had, like Toledo can't, you know, they're always right there at the top, but they can't Get make that hump. next yeah. jump to always be the bridesmaid. elite. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, this year they were turning, aside from a tight end, I think, they were turning everybody. Yeah. So, you know, and like you said, they got a bit of an easier schedule than some of the rest of the MAC has. So it's going to be. It's going to be interesting to see how the Mac Maction plays Mac-tion. out there in November. But a lot of cool uh, national games outside of Mac, an SEC game. And let's not forget most of these teams played what like three games last yeah. year. Like, yeah, or, I mean, yeah. So I mean, these guys aren't itching to go. Yeah, they played. I think anywhere between like I want to say like three to five games. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I know Kent State. They said you know. Winning seasons back to back since the seventies. They were three and one last right. year. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, Buffalo is a whole different team now. They, mass coaching exodus. They all went to Kansas. Took plenty of players with them. Peterson graduated. You know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of a kind of an open race for if as long as you're not a bottom dweller, say maybe Akron. I don't Bowling Green. I don't know if you should get your hopes up, but Zip otherwise, them up, baby. <laughs> otherwise, you never know. Zip them up. Well, let us know at 30 Rack because you know we'll be locked in for the rest of this MAC season on uh, who's going to come out, who's going to be the MAC championship. And it all starts just next week, as you mentioned, Bowling Green going to Tennessee and then starts on Tuesday nights in early November. Orange, vanilla, sour. This doesn't really need to say much more than that. Citrus and acid notes combine with the flavor of sweet vanilla to make a supremely drinkable beer. It reminds you of summer days as a kid with hints of hangovers to come. I feel it. I feel it. I mean, yeah, very relatable. I mean, like you said, I remember eating more heads by, like, the bag. Mm. So maybe not as much the, the creamsicle taste, which you still do get. So I like the creamsicle. I'm a, I'm a creamsicle guy. I but, like it. Uh, definitely... Definitely getting a lot of the uh, the sour taste to it. Uh, the can, they have a pretty standard can design for mm-hmm. all their beers, just kind of different colors depending. Uh, half white with their half, whatever the beer's color is. This orange creamsicle sour is orange. Their uh, logo, pretty standard. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty... Not really, not really much to discuss here. I kind of like it. One, I like the one-word kind of thing, and yeah. kind of lays out exactly crisp, tart, fruity, sweet. It's clean. Sour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like the can. It's clean. It's good looking. It's sharp. Um, sometimes, you know, you don't need to go reinvent the wheel. Right, I mean, it what does. What if I want to reinvent the wheel? I mean, you can. I'm just saying there's plenty of people. There's plenty of... Well, that's why a can like that. this is nice, because, you know, at the root of it, you just 
this is this is very clearly lays out what it wants to do, and I think it executes well, and I it think right on the dime. You know, like from now on, we'll know when we see that. that yeah. that's a heart state. Brew. I mean, you know right away. They're not like yeah, looking. yeah. I mean, I, this I, place I, hasn't been open for even right. a year. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, we'll know now. As we mentioned, yeah, they it's established in 2020, but they really didn't start, you know, manufacturing anything till till this year. So I guess when you're just trying to get the name out, you know, having the logo, having a quick name, having it rememberable is, you know, something that you kind of want. Yeah, there's some there's some great reviews on this, like sucking on a whole lemon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that bad. No, no, I don't. I wouldn't say it's that bad. Yeah, I was not that bad. You know, that's some kid who doesn't like sour. I can't even... No, yeah. And I mean, if you love them. sours, this is, I really think, one of the, the yeah. best sours out there. It's potent in the mm-hmm. sour and flavor. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, that is our beer of the week. Uh, it is... Ake Orange Creamsicle Sour from Heart State Brewing in Gahanna, Ohio. Go. There you go. There But a little-known team in college football in Columbus. Zach, I don't know if you've ever heard about them. Capital? It's the Columbus State Football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Columbus State Football. Okay. No, we're talking not real familiar with them, no. <laughs> no, of course, we're talking the Ohio State Buckeyes uh, coming in preseason AP poll. At the number four spot. Uh, made it to the national championship last year. And then runner ups. Know, things happened. Runners up. Hang runners on. Up. Hang on, Sloopy. Hey. <clears throat> it was all about beating Dabo, and they did it. That's all that matters. So you know, we're gonna get into everything for Ohio State, talk about everything. some of their big players, big games, and, and maybe where you see them at the end of the year. Do you see them in the final four or not? Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, his face. You were like, that's such an outrageous question, <laughs> sir. How dare you? High state. Uh, high state, not in the playoffs. Playoffs? Play- playoffs. playoffs. Are we just talking about? Just trying to beat PJ Flat. <laughs> All right, but let's start with some of the players. Um, I feel like maybe this might be surface level for, for Josh and I, so maybe we'll go through some of our guys, and then you can get back. You can get into how the backup long snapper is going to affect this team. Rowan McCall actually is uh, no longer with the football team, so medical reason, yeah. Medical Ouch. retirement. Oh, sad. I did see Oh, one. yeah. Hmm. So, uh, Josh, do you have uh, any, any big Ohio State players that you're looking at? Well, for one, I, I think you might touch on uh, – Chris Olave, Greg, or maybe... Chris Olave, yes. <laughs> Christ alive. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, Stroud, or... Is Stroud going to be the quarterback? Yeah, yeah CJ... Been announced. CJ okay. Stroud was announced, I think it was last week, as the team's week one starter. That's at least when like I saw Friday most of the tweets, yeah. Like okay, yeah, so uh, CJ Stroud, the, is he... A, Technically, a redshirt freshman or redshirt well, freshman? Yeah, redshirt freshman. Yeah. yeah. So redshirt freshman. Uh, Buckeyes do not really have any experience in their QB room right now, as far as actual gameplay. Well, never thrown a pass. Yeah. He's he's played a few I mean, snaps. Oh, yeah. He's played a few snaps. I said basically no experience. Yeah. Yes. No no throwing a pass experience, which is apparently kind of important for a quarterback. Apparently. So going to have said. to rely on yeah. those guys like Olave and Wilson, both. Uh, Ranked in the top 20 for college, uh, for ESPN's college football top 100 players. So, apparently pretty good. Should both and, I don't, 10, but. and I don't doubt Stroud's talent. He's got the accolades up to now and everything and had a good high school career. I don't doubt his talent. It's just you got it. And plenty of guys have done it before. Ohio State's great at managing these kids and teaching them how to do this. I'll give them that. But there's just parts of this schedule – like I think you catch a break with Oregon having to play at noon in Columbus. Yeah, they and their top two corners are out, and I think their top right. receivers out for that game as well. But like, so everything's kinda, falling in place. Kind of to wrap my <laughs> thoughts into one statement here between key players and key games is that you kind of you have the Oregon game, but then you have Tulsa, who might give you a challenge in the first half, first quarter, first, first quarter. quarter, Akron, Rutgers, Maryland. We well, forget about Minnesota. Well, so then after that, though, you got Indiana and the Penn State game back-to-back. So I'm just concerned not with his talent, but how he manages his offense and his mental state through this season. 
I mean, I think the toughest game is obviously Minnesota. I think it passed yeah. Minnesota. Golden. Everything you hear about this kid, basically, I'm not saying he's going to be just like Justin Fields, but pretty much a clone. Same size, arm strength, personality. So throws the occasional pick. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Hey, more... hey, 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 freshman. Hey, we're not freshman year, but hey, his first year. And I'm asking you because you because you yeah. are our resident Buckeyes guy here. I've just you know red shirt freshman, right. big lights, big kind I of mean, first real schedule for him and. Like I said, if they get through the first two? two games, I, I I think you you would expect them to get more comfortable and better. It's usually those yeah. first handful of games that they get through, which I think is putting them through the ring or having to go to Minneapolis uh, on a Thursday night. That place is gonna be rocking. Yep. I'm assuming if they get through that, and they got enough pieces. I mean, you're gonna hit the receivers. You got also Jacks Jackson Smith Nigba, as well as Emeka. Who I'm gonna butcher the name. Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin yeah. Harrison Jr. as well. Uh, you got Jeremy Rucker, who's probably one of the best tight ends, these pass-catching tight ends in the country. And then you've got Master Teague, Mayan Williams in the backfield, and then the top running back in the country, Travion Henderson. Julian Fleming's another guy at receiver who is the number one receiver in the country. And they're going to have the two best tackle tandem in the country. I think offensively they're going to be all right. I'm not worried offensively. My big worry that yeah. I had was uh, was at the linebacker position. I don't feel like they're quite as tough as they were last year. I'm not even worried about the linebackers. They're they're basically going to play. I mean, they can go ahead and play three seniors, or they're going to. They could have Cody Simon come. Or up. they I could mean, have the sophomore. The nice. sophomore Ooh, look up. at you doing some. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah. Or Cody Simon might play instead of Dallas Gantt. That is true. Um, you read some Eleven Warriors today. Yeah. I was I was or trying Grant, to Holy Grant. I was trying. I was trying to move around, get a couple. Give get a couple thoughts after you know some weeks of camp. Some guys had had Gant. Some people had Simon ahead. Yeah. So it's kind of. Hard. I mean, that's still playing out. Well, so so I got one more question about Stroud, and then yeah. I'll let you dive into your whole thing. But the defense by the end the of the defense. season, do you think he can hang with the likes of Spencer Rattler or? I'm just gonna say the Clemson QB. I'm not gonna try. DJ Uyagalele. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> uh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I think if it, let's put it this way, if he's not hanging around. Something went down, and then it was probably Kyle McCord, who was a five-star Gatorade Player of the Year, a quarterback out of Pennsylvania. Yeah, let's the not forget, they there. got options. They got <laughs> options. They got options. I will state, Quinn Ewers will not play, or at least not be starting quarterback this year. If that's the case, things have gone terribly wrong. So get that off your plates there. He's there to collect his dough. Show off that Scrape beautiful that back mullet. in the sink, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Just there to talk shit on the sidelines, which is really all we're hoping for. Exactly. With that mullet. You've seen it? Bleached? Ah, looks amazing. So, uh... It's a bleached blonde mullet. You're not seeing it? Uh, you gotta look that up. Yeah, you gotta, you, you gotta look that up. Zach, <laughs> what what position group worries you the most? Or what Get do you think is the, is the most important uh, kind of players yeah. for these teams going forward? I mean, it's a uh, position group. It's, it's gotta be the secondary. I think we all know why. I mean, they were great against the run last year. Um, 122nd against the pass. And you still made it. And we saw what happened with uh, a halfway um, decent passing attack can do against that in Alabama. Whatever happened there, no one remembers what happened there. I know what they saw. Proctor's going to be playing. Josh Proctor, yeah. And and then then is uh, Woods going to be playing seven, seven? Seven Banks. Seven Banks. Seven, seven Woods, banks. whatever it is. <laughs> seven Banks, and then probably Cam Brown, uh, who would have been the starter last year, but uh, Torres Achilles looks to be back at the other corner. So the big question is really, are they going to utilize a two-safety set or single high safety, which has been getting destroyed? Um, they've been working out some guys at the bullet position, this mythical position in Ohio State lore that, Every year, the defense talks about utilizing the linebacker safety position. The linebacker safety hybrid. The Buckeye Bullet. Room. The Buckeye Bullet. There you go. Um, they got about three guys who've been working out there, like Lathan Ransom. A lot of people remember him from the title game. He was one of the few guys who uh, played well. Um, that's the big question. Because, I mean, the D-line's great. They're loaded. You got the two top defensive ends in this recruiting cycle there. On top of Zach Harrison, who's a five-star. Taron Vincent, who is a five-star recruit himself. Um I think the linebacker will be fine. It's it's literally going to be can they can you know Michael Penix not throw for four hundred goddamn yards on you in Bloomington? 
That's that a scary game. game. Question. Yeah. That's a scary game. That game's going to be noon, probably, in Bloomington. There's nothing sleepier than Bloomington, Indiana, much less at noon on a Saturday. Evanston would like a word. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I understand what you mean. Uh, so, I mean, as far as your key games, you obviously said uh, Minnesota Week 1. Minnesota. The at Bloomington game, any, anything else? I mean, a pretty easy road I mean, they, schedule. They have a pretty easy road schedule. I mean, I, just because they're finally taking the game seriously, I'll give them a little, I'll throw a little bone over it. You know, that, when they have to go up north... To play that team, not oh, concern, not okay. concern. Maybe more. Oh, they actually care. So, well, you know, the fighting Jim Harbaugh's, the, the milk stakes. We'll see what happens. But I didn't get through those two games. Those are the two worrisome for me. I mean, Maryland's worrisome. Maryland's getting better. Yeah. The the only one, the only other one that I had is I mentioned this too beforehand. You know, Ohio State's always really highly focused on the Michigan game week before have to go play what's probably going to be like a 500 or worse Michigan Mel State Tucker, team. Mel Tucker Sparty. Yeah, a Mel Tucker team in East Lansing. <laughs> and I just feel like that could be a game where it's going to be like raining sideways. It could be like a 10-7 game just because, you know, you, you have like an eight-yard punt at some point, something like that. You're saying like 2015 when they just... Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. I don't know what happened that night. I, that's still some, burned into my head. Um, uh, yeah, I mean October's tough, man, for the Buckeyes. I think it's uh, aside from uh, Rutgers, but I mean Maryland's whoa. definitely definitely getting better in that Indiana game at noon, and then who knows with Penn State, man? Who knows at that point of the season? But that could be a tough stretch right there. I mean, yeah, that's always a tough stretch. I mean, at least they don't have you know Penn State and that team up north back to back like they've had the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, and they get I mean Penn State at home, yeah. which is so you want my, my wild prediction. Okay. So yeah, what's what 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 are your chances that you say? What percentage do you think they make it to the playoff? Oh, what per, oh, God, uh, I'm gonna give them like eighty percent. Okay. 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 I'm being, I know I'm being a little cautious on the percentage, but yeah, yeah. I know. I was, <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say you were gonna go ninety ninety five. Yeah. I'm gonna go eighty percent, and then. Yeah, I think they get uh they get their revenge and they beat Bama. Percent percent they win the Big Ten. Okay. Uh ninety nine point nine percent. Fair. Um I'm gonna be a little bit more realistic than Zach. So hundred go hundred uh, I'm gonna go seventy five percent that they make it to the playoff. Okay. I'll go. 85 percent that they win the big 10 that's what you call being chaos in that 15 (laughs) yeah well i just feel like yeah there's gonna be some like weird tiebreaker where like maryland gets in (laughs) over there or something stupid like that and it's like oh this uh this maryland purdue big 10 championship game is gonna be a wild one this year oh god so uh that's i mean that's about where i'm at i don't know about the playoff because who comes in? Who gets bit? But I don't, with this schedule, I don't see Ohio State losing unless they drop a huh game against someone, which is very possible. Bourbon Meyer is not there anymore. Josh, what about you? Yeah, you know, I'm saying seventy percent for the playoff and Whoa. ninety ninety percent for uh for the Big Ten. Seventy percent for the playoff, just because I mean, who who knows? What, like like Greg said, who knows what those people will decide to do come end of season. Four SEC teams. And the Maryland <laughs> game. So you're thinking Maryland's going to win? Josh is picking Maryland to win. Josh you heard Maryland. it here. Maryland right. outright. I'll put it down. <laughs> All right. All right. There we go. Money line. Boom. Maryland money line. Lock it in. All right. So I believe as a show, uh, very unbiasedly, are saying about a 75% chance that Ohio State uh, makes it to the playoffs and then about a... What, 92, 93% chance that they win the Big Ten. So Sounds fair. There you go. You heard it here first. If you can get any sort of okay odds on Ohio State to win the Big Ten, I would take it, but I'm going to guess you're not. What's brewing, Ohio? Guys, we've got uh, breaking news in our own backyard. What? Uh, we, uh, out of Sharonville, right outside of Cincinnati here, uh, just up the road on Route 42, Warped Wing from Dayton 
is opening a brand new location in Mason, Ohio. Um, knowing this location, as I'm sure Greg does as well, very cool building, awesome setting for a brewery, and I understand they're going to put an event space in there. Um, so that's just one of two breweries from Dayton expanding out into Ohio. This other one's pretty cool, and you can see renderings of it. I'm sure they've got it on their social media, Crooked Metal Brewing, and it's on ohiocraftbeer.org. Uh, they're opening, they're out of Springboro, just outside of Dayton, and they're putting in a new location in Piqua. And this place looks really cool. It's a multifaceted facility with a big outdoor beer garden. They're going to be able to brew and I think distribute there as well. It'll have an event hall, awesome tap room. I mean, this place looks uh, massive. Really? <laughs> uh, massive in as a brewery Piqua? in Piqua. Really? Yeah, that's Crooked Metal Brewing. They're out of Springboro, opening a new location in Piqua. Um, just released renderings of that. And then, Zach, you might be familiar with the Nelsonville Music Festival. That's down near your neck of the woods in My southeast dad plays Ohio. At the Nelsonville oh, Music does he really? That's yeah. fantastic. At least he has in the past. Yeah. Well, I, they didn't have it last year, and they're not having it this year. Right. But uh, one of the breweries that we've had on the show, I think we've just had them on collaboration, though. We need to have one of their uh, solo beers they do themselves. Little Fish Brewing. They're a staple at Nelson Fest. If you're, Nelson Fest is a the Nelsonville Music Festival, as it's called. It's been going since 2005, and they've had Willie Nelson play there. I mean, they've had some pretty big acts there down Zach's in southeast dad. Ohio. Yeah. Zach's, <laughs> Zach's dad. So, and then, yeah, that's in Nelsonville, and they are doing, uh, Little Fish is doing a Nelsonic Hazy Pale Ale, and it will feature Nelson... Uh, Sauvin hops that oh. we've talked about on the show before and they have that kind of white wine mm. kind of flavor to Ooh. them um, and then they also are brewed with flaky oats so this is a really interesting sounding pale ale if you're yeah. out in southeast Ohio stop and get you some at the Little Fish Tap Room in Athens and then hopefully next year the Nelsonville Music Festival will be back and we'll make a trip to see Zach's yeah. dad <laughs> up it. on the big stage if you guys down in Nelsonville it's a, it's a time yeah but town, uh, I'm sure I'm it's sure a it's place. a place in Southeast Ohio, and I can't can't wait till we go next hey, Sarah summer. Sarah Jessica Parker was born in Nelsonville. So wow! Yeah, oh wow! Wow! Well, that's definitely what's brewing in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, for our crystal ball, we are moving from Columbus to Cincinnati and the Cincinnati Bearcats. Talking a little bit about their team, getting into everything from players to their big games to their playoff chances? Maybe or maybe not. So, uh, Josh, we'll start with you again. Looking at this Bearcats team, um, did lose some production from last year uh, on the offensive line especially. Do look to be, I mean, a top, top 10 team for the eight people. Uh, who are some big players you're looking looking forward to or are interested to take a look at this year? So offensively, I'm going to start with the obvious one, Desmond Ritter. Heard of him. Who? Quarterback, Desmond Ritter. <laughs> Heard of him. Who? <laughs> Coming back for one last ride in Nippert Stadium. And the reason I bring Desmond Ritter up is you want to see him take that next step. You look back to two years ago, Greg do you remember when we were sitting at Nippert Stadium, the Bearcats were playing UConn, and Desmond Ritter and the Bearcats could not move the ball down the field, could barely get a first down sometimes in that game. And how far he made a leap from that year to last year, now you want to see him, and that is a huge leap. Everyone will agree that Ritter was key to success last year. Now you want to see him take that step that a lot of NFL scouts, I'm sure, are looking at. Can he be a true play caller? Can he be a real quick a quick decision maker? Accurate passer. Accurate passer on the cross routes, which I'll harp on later. But, you know, take that next step to being, being an actual yeah. NFL prospect. You know, two years ago, that, that probably wasn't a big, you know, actual realization. Yeah, that, not, yeah, not a very realistic thing. Now, you know, if you can take that next step, then I think – the Bearcats can become an elite offense. I think one of the other things that they have for that elite offense that they'll need is good tackle play because I think you saw 
in the second half of the Georgia game, uh, James Hudson gets ejected. Uh, Hudson now a Cleveland Brown. Uh, so obviously not on the team. Uh, so Lorenz Metz came in, who was a little bit uh, a little shaky. Yeah, wasn't wasn't quite ready for the moment. I think he's been moved, potentially working for a guard spot, which I think is a little bit better for his size. So they have right now. It's looking like the uh, left tackle will be John Williams, who's a uh, redshirt freshman. Did see a little bit of time at tackle last year in some of the blowouts. Played four games, but. Um, also have Stony Brook transfer, who was also at UConn for a little while, James Tunstall, who just got his uh, waiver approved or whatever to yeah. to play immediately. So do have some new guys at both right and left tackle, but if these guys can play well, then, I mean, you've seen what Ritter and some of these guys can do with, with you know, big pockets, obviously still have a solid backfield. Uh, still have Pierce, still have Wiley, so a, a lot of good weapons. But Ford it's just... from you know, Alabama transfer. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's huge because that without yeah, yeah. Dokes now, I think that's another big thing that's going to be key to the offense is generating generating balance. enough balance and enough out of the backfield because Ritter's definitely a threat to run, definitely. Yeah. But But unless you have, like last year you had Dokes, like you've had a long string of some depth in the backfield. Not and yeah, Alabama product and Ford there, so I'm not too worried about it. But that's another thing you got to be able to open up the offense and be even more dynamic than you were last year. Pierce is a great deep. You got to hit the deep ball. That's yeah. you got to open up. Pierce is the a great deep that he missed some time last year, but that's something that you got to see more of this year because they're real methodical. I know last year it was all fickle. Was all about <sighs> let's just hit the passes we can get. Methodically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Methodically know, I know, move yeah. it down, pace the game really well. Frustrating than watching well, that. Speaking of Trestle, well, yeah, Mike yeah, Trestle. yeah, the Trestle family tree. You got Mike Trestle, yeah, uh, running the defense. Defense brings back a ton of talent, a ton of starters. Uh, you know, yeah. brings back uh, their two cornerbacks, uh, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, who did not play in the Georgia game, was having some back issues, so he's back. He's a projected you know first round pick mm -hmm. you got kobe bryant who's a i believe a 60 year senior at this point because of the covid and whatnot so you know the secondary will really have to i mean in this defense will definitely have to do their part because you know they're playing some you know big 10 notre dame teams like that that you're gonna have uh, to you yeah you're gonna have to play some you got some, some big top boys. offenses so I yeah big boys the defense some, needs to worry as much though no because you gotta remember this defense is all truly Luke Fickle's defense that he's running, and yeah. they brought up, obviously he's not calling play-to-play, -play, but it's similar to when you have an offensive coach who's the head coach. It's his offense. This is Fickle's defense. I think Mike Trestle will be fine. I mean, if you've seen his bio, he's been around. He's been around a little bit. I don't know if you've ever heard of his uh, <clears throat> lineage, but I Ooh. think he'll be fine. His lineage? Never heard of him. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of a lineage guy. Nope. Yeah, I, I don't think the defense. I mean, we're talking word, about yeah. a defense, different opponents than they're facing this year. Yeah. But they went five whole weeks last year without allowing more than two touchdowns in a game, um, and I think that's going to be huge in some of the big games. Is making sure that that defense is stays hungry. I mean, stay saucy in the backfield. And Malik Van, Malik Van was my other key player on defense mm -hmm. because you got Maje Sanders, who's Going to be one of the best pass rushers out there, I think, next season. Mm -hmm. But Malik Van needs to be that anchor in the linebacking field, in the midfield, be that last stop, last resort. Not that I think this defense is going to need a last resort, but, you know, help keep those guys at, at the top, keep the depth chart healthy. Not that they don't have depth, but you need those defenses at least in the first month for those big games. Yeah. Who's your big game? Who you got? I was gonna say any any big games this year, Josh. I haven't really looked at the uh, schedule. You know, Greg, they're <laughs> they're playing Murray State pretty early. Yeah, Ooh, Murray State's a, a big one. one. A hot one. Opening up for the opening the season for the victory bell. Big games there. Uh, my key game is uh, much like Ohio State, the game in Bloomington. Yeah. Lots uh, of fun in Bloomington. Yeah, this year. plenty <laughs> of Bloomington experiences to be had this fall. Uh, but uh, like, let's not jump ahead. You know, one week, not to be cliche, but one week at a time. That Notre Dame game 
doesn't mean anything really if you lose the oh, Indiana game. Oh, it still game. means a it whole lot. It still means a whole lot. It still yes. means a whole lot if you can knock off. There's so many less. things. Yeah, that in, does. It means a lot. In bit. grand yeah. scheme of yeah, yeah. playoff and stuff, oh, yeah. it means nothing. So if you win that Indiana game, then that game two weeks later in South Bend, I think, is top three games this fall. I mean, yeah. As, and that's if Notre Dame. Does what Notre Dame takes, hey, takes care of their business. Somebody who could be yeah, out of the yeah, top exactly. <laughs> right. That starts probably Notre Dame. Oh goodness. Yeah, Indiana and Notre Dame both unranked five and seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like, why do we even do this? But it's it's that game that you know Indiana. What they kind of lack is is anything out of the backfield. Really, they yeah. got a great passing game, but nothing too flashy running wise. So if you shut that down on defense and make them throw the ball that secondary oh, yeah. is going to that secondary is going to have the a feast. hell of a game feast. yeah so oh, yeah. i think that the I defense mean, like last year up well with iu yeah okay. I, like last year you, i'm you got to score more you've got to take the offense to the next level yeah. and be elite high octane but the defense still remains key i think for the bearcats mm-hmm. this season any any other interesting games for you, Zach? I, mean, I was all jacked about that Notre Dame game. I don't know. Any, any opportunity for watching Notre Dame get embarrassed, I just yeah. get excited. And Especially for, you know, school. Obviously, Ohio State has their run down here. But Notre Dame, you know, with the big Catholics down here, they, they have their oh, run down get... here, too. Um, so that that's big for UC, kind of trying to... Yeah, a lot, of, a little bit a lot of, of ties territory. to Cincinnati, IU Brian too, Kelly. So. Yeah. A lot of recruiting kind of game, too. There's a lot of layers yeah. to this game, yeah. Brian Kelly... Marcus Freeman. Uh, Marcus Freeman, obviously. That's what I'm saying. If, if yeah. both teams take, take care of business up Called the leading into that game, that, all-time game. the ramifications of that game are huge. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're monumental so on so many layers. Yeah, there's so many layers of that game. Like I said, the IU, I think that's a big recruiting. Both those schools come down. Oh, yeah. Fight Cincinnati for you. And, and let's not forget, I've got to go to ECU last year. Last well, game of the season, and that has been a problem. No, as much as no, I no, no, no. That's not the problem game. So I, I also have Central Florida, obviously yeah. coming yes. to town. Yeah. They're on the Gus bus this year. Gus Malzahn <laughs> yeah, yeah. coming to town. Uh, <laughs> so they do still have Dylan Gabriel, who's a very good quarterback. Did you like that? Did I you like the Gus like bus? the way you just like not the Gus bus on the Gus bus, uh, and then. Actually, I have just before <laughs> the ECU game. Yeah. They got to go to a sleepy town of Tampa, Florida <laughs> on a Friday night. <laughs> sleepy to play USF. To play USF. Last year, or two years ago, Ritter got hurt in that game. They needed like a last second field goal to win it. Uh, you know, Friday night at a. USF isn't my USF of childhood when they were a power for two years. No. People were. No, this is Dynasty. this is Dynasty. Hey, they were they were number two in the BCS. Oh yeah, post up. Uh, I mean, it's, we're even post Charlie Strong here. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, playing in the Buck Stadium, mostly empty stadium. Nobody's going to be, be a... there. No one even knows there's a university in Tampa. Tampa, they just party. So that's sleepy town of Tampa, and then back. go to Lightning games. Who is that? Is that is that Tool? Whoa. Uh, one of my all-time favorites, Stained. Oh, Stained. Stained Excuse anyone? me. It's been a while <laughs> since I could. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm, I'm a little late on my garage rock. You are. You are. Uh, you're speaking of it being a while, it's actually never happened before. A non-power conference team making it to the college football. Really? It's never playoff. happened. Never happened. Can't believe that. They, they've never brought it up, ever. <laughs> but... Cincinnati in the college football playoff era, first team to be ranked in the top ten to start the season. Zach, yeah, what chance do you give Cincinnati to win the AAC, which is a big deal? Everybody knows that. Oh yeah, and then power, two, power they, six, power six. Well, now power five. Big twelve doesn't count anymore. G seven, well, like five years. Yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. And then two to make it into college football. Playoff. Oh, I'm gonna give them. AAC wise, I'm gonna get oh, I'm gonna give them 65, 70%. I think that's realistic. I just think anytime with those conferences, they can get, they can get wild. They can get a little wild. Um, here's what I hate about the playoff. Where you're going off an AP poll, I wish I wish the playoff would just get, quit being lazy. Get together, 
Throw out a poll. Throw out a poll there so I know what you're thinking. Because how many times do you think that? But I don't know what they're thinking. They might have UC 15th. Not saying that's right, but that really affects their ability to move up. If we're going to go off, they're going to match the AP poll. I'm going to give them 35% chance to make the playoffs. Highest of the non-Power 5 teams. Because I think they could be Indiana Notre Dame. That's big, though. they got to win out. Yeah. Impressively. So... I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go about 65, 70% yeah. chance that they win the AAC. I think really it's just them and, and UCF, and either way, you know, they still might have, depending on how they're doing the championship again, might have a rematch. I think going to Indiana and going to Notre Dame are going to be too difficult. Crazy hard. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at, you know, maybe 50-50 games both. Maybe less than one. So you're looking at like 25, 30%. Yeah. I'm saying 25% chance. Then you have to wonder, how do Notre Dame and IU finish the year? If they both are stinkers, that might take UC out. The plus yeah, UC, side is UC, Notre Dame has a pretty favorable schedule. Yeah, UC might, uh, um, you know, obviously Falter would take them out somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Um, UC might not look great at the end of the season like they did, you know. They played in a rainy game against Tulsa, mm-hmm. but that hurt them. And then also the playoff committee could just say, screw you. So I'm going to say 10% chance they make it to the playoffs. 10. I was only thrown out because I think they can go undefeated, and I just don't think there's necessarily a great team, at least right now, that people are thinking. I think all the teams are flawed ahead yeah. of them. Yeah, I think best case scenario, yeah. they go undefeated, and Indiana has only maybe one other loss to maybe Ohio State, and then... Notre Dame goes undefeated the rest of the way because they do have a pretty favorable yeah. schedule. If all that happens and the Bearcats are American champions, yep. then I'm going to give them a 45% chance to make Ooh, the Okay. So you're basically going 50-50. You're basically no, I'm going less than 50-50. Well, I'll give yeah, them less yeah, than yeah. 50-50. And I'm saying that is my best case scenario. No, yeah, yeah. yeah like, were... All the pieces have to fall. Yeah. You have to take care of all your business and all the other pieces have to fall. And so there they're has getting to be in. not some... So they're getting in. We're going to say the Big 12's not getting anybody in. Right. Well, that's what get I'm Oklahoma saying. in, though. Maybe Oklahoma. Mm. So, so it would be a question. Who's, who's yeah, not getting... Yeah, who, who, what two conferences are not getting somebody Yeah. In? Yeah. Pac-12. Pac-12's a shoe. Yeah, Pac-12's a shoe. No one even watches those games. No one even knows what's going on. So the question, yeah, it would either have to be Oklahoma or Clemson would probably have to slip up enough. And I think, and I think, but here's my thing. I think there could be a two-loss Big Twelve champion. I think that could screw them. Yeah, that's, I, that's I, the I, thing. That's yeah. very realistic. That conference is a train wreck. Obviously, exactly. yeah. We just talked about that yeah, last we just week. How much about of a mess yeah. that is. So I don't know. And but to win the to win the American, I'm gonna give them the same as I gave the Buckeyes, ninety percent chance. Ooh. Yeah, and if you look at, I mean, look at Notre Dame's schedule. They do have to go to Wisconsin, but they get, you know. USC at home. If they beat North Carolina, North Carolina ends up winning the ACC. Then you kind of have this. Yeah. So you never know. Teams get in with a couple losses. But... I think it's not imperative that UC makes it. That you shouldn't hang your hat in your no. season on that because there's so much out of their control. Yeah. But I think the fact that we all think there is a non-zero chance is yeah. exciting. So. A double-digit percentage. There you, yeah. there you go. We all think there's a double-digit percentage chance. And that's really all you can hope so for. So you're saying there's a chance for the Bearcats. We'll see. Got to get through this season. Heisman winner, Desmond Ritter, national champion. Woo! UC Bearcats. Whoa. Oh. As we wrap up the show on this wonderful Monday night getting released Tuesday, we want to remind you that we do have another show coming out Friday where oh. we preview the two Ohio teams in the NFL, the Browns and the Bengals. You get our highly intelligent inside look into the Browns and Bengals season. No bias whatsoever from either of us. I'll and, call you bullshit. Uh, exactly what you want. Also, with a nice drink in hand from Heart State Brewing, their ache, uh, what is it? Orange it, Vanilla Gosa? Achey Breaky Heart. Their achy, breaky uh, heart. It's uh, the ache orange creamsicle sour ale, and it's potent. It is potent. Very it, delicious, though. It is a wonderful beer. So, of course, our first shout-out to this beer and Heart State Brewing. Uh, 
Guys, any other cheers you have before we get out of here on this Tuesday show? Zach, what about you? Uh, I'm going to cheers, uh, in case no one noticed, there is at least definitely one Ohio team that's going to the World Series. This year is at the World Series. Little Lake World Series. Going on right now. Going on right now, representing the Great Lakes. Are they still doing that? I don't know. They did a weird thing because they don't have the international. Yeah. So they Anyway, have... they're Team Ohio. Uh but that is the uh, Hamilton Westside Little League is representing. Yeah. In the, and they're actually up 3-2 on Louisiana right now. Um, so congrats to them. That's like a powerhouse. They have like a website. Yeah. They've been to like the Yeah, they're like League one World of those series. little leagues like Tom's River that's just like Yeah, like Tom's River. New Dynasty they, they Little have League. Like, they have like a, their stadium at school. They have all these. They've been there like six times. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you hear them a bunch. So yeah. uh, shout out to them. Uh, right now in an elimination game, but yeah, getting that win. So shout out to them, Josh. What about you? Uh, my shout out is going to be uh, to uh, Bengals third round pick Joseph Asai, who looks like going to be out for the season. I'm um, going to have to have surgery, and uh, he joins a list of exciting Bengals draft picks that never saw the field after <laughs> they were drafted for their inaugural season. Or rarely did. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you worry about that, and it's just kind of a bummer because you come out in the first preseason game and sack Tom Brady. Not many people can say they uh, did that right off the bat in preseason week one. So it's a bummer for him. I uh, wish him a speedy recovery um, and hope to see him next year. So Shout out to Joseph Asai. And we'll talk more about that on our Friday episode. Well, sorry, I had to throw that in there. Do, yeah, some, we'll do some if, producing and marketing. We'll see if uh, those Bengals can get healthy. Because what? I mean, Burrow barely played last year. Jonah Williams didn't play yeah. for the year. So yep. uh, a lot of issues. But uh, kind of piggybacking off of uh, what Zach had to say, shout out to just Ohio getting some recognition in baseball. Yeah. The Indians yeah. playing in the Little League World or the Little League and Classic. The yeah, they got, got a nationally televised event at a neutral site game. The Reds. The Reds playing in the National Can't wait to hear that game. World Series music on Fox. So, uh, oh, here we go. What, next year? Gets to hear. No, probably when I'm 70. Yeah. Maybe never. That's, yeah, I was going to say that's some real wishful thinking. But, uh, <laughs> Goddess, man. <laughs> but the Reds getting to play the Cubs in. I'm the just saying, who Green said you were going to live to 70? Never mind. Oh, Jesus. whoa. Woo. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> At least he gets one night of Field of Dreams to play against what is likely to be a pretty terrible Cubs team next year. So there you go. You That'll be one fun. Night the four A Chicago Cubs. The four A Chicago Cubs. So guys, I think that'll about do it for our Tuesday show. This is our college football preview on Thirty Rack of Sports. Be sure to check out our Friday episode as we preview the Browns and the Bengals NFL season. Less than a month away, guys. For uh, Zach on the opinions. See ya. It's a. It, it's a. You gotta. You gotta make a sound. People can't. I know. I know. I people can't see you on the podcast. Yeah. You can't watch a podcast. Well, I guess you can. You can watch some clips on Twitter at yeah. Thirty Rack Sports. Thanks. Nice. Nice. For Josh on the ones. That was two. good, man. I'm proud of you. He's got to take it all in. I don't ever say that. He's basking. Give him yeah. a minute, folks. You can't see him because this is a podcast. Give it a minute. I think Everything, we're just, we might just roll. Everything's off the rails. We now. might just roll out, yeah. Yeah, we're just going to go. See you next week.